let me say that the political if you like the political this is the news made us do this podcast it's myself Lex here with my boy AC you're not middle class you're not black white enjoy one podcast at a time discussing all things Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. His brother was Switcher. Switcher. So they had to make it rhyme with the uh. <laughs> Even mad uh. You don't ever really that creative with tag names, you know? Bro, listen, I'm not going to say my old tag name on here, yeah? But anytime mm. I see Stormzy, I'm always thinking to myself, bro, with the tag name I had as a child, I could have definitely made it in music, bro. <laughs> Fuck it, no. No, obviously, your old tag is Stormzy, but like, imagine when you were, when Stormzy must have first come out of the scene. I was thinking, like, right, like, Stormzy, what? You're going to change that, bro. Are like, you going to change that? <laughs> Like, no, no, but you know, fam, he, made, he made it work, boy. He made it work, boy. <coughs> and now when he brainstorms, only money rains, fam. only money drops. Works. Now that's a serious thing to reckon with, boy. <laughs> exactly. When the storm is coming, bring out the umbrella. Listen. Even Boris Johnson don't want it. <laughs> he's got, he's got PM on ropes. Bro, listen. <laughs> I saw some tweet today, yeah. How can some kid go, uh, don't, oh, you don't, don't tell me you're only voting Labour because Stormzy told you. Okay, so I said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The influence is lit. Listen, the influence yeah. is strong. They got them rattled. I was like, wow, Stormzy's got... Listen. Political <laughs> candidates on ropes. But remember, like, was it two podcasts ago? And I was saying that musicians and artists, yeah. you know, rap, rap especially, is a political form of music. So Stormzy speaking on, on, on who to vote for or politics shouldn't surprise anyone. So when dickers like Michael Govan that say... <laughs> he should focus on rapping shut up man yeah you know he should try and focus on being a politician because it seems like he can't ever answer a straightforward question Um, which is what I believe politicians are there to do Michael Cole all he's known is for being coked up in some wild (laughs) parties that we were not allowed to know about yeah they get down to is mad so you can hear it here's what it is but back to younger matter another story yeah back to younger matter back to younger matter blue story blue story wavy Rap man. <laughs> Rap man, wavy. A legend. I was having this conversation the other day. Do you reckon the film should be considered a musical? In a way, yes. And it can definitely be seen in a theatre. I can 100% see that. That's a really good point. I definitely think... Yeah, it was musical theatre. Yeah, 100%. It, it 100% was. Oh, I didn't see that. that no, see, now. it's the thing. I, I'll be honest. I was on the side of, oh, but it's not a musical. Because when I think of musicals, I'm thinking like Dreamgirls. Yeah. Uh, Les Mis, uh, uh, Chicago, stuff like that. Films that are literally music from beginning to end. Yeah. Obviously, this was a bit different in that, obviously, it was that, there's obviously, Ratman comes in and he raps in the intervals and stuff. And and one of the things that, that, that gives a warrant for this musical scene is that they use a lot of um, music. They use a lot of soundtrack scoring of actual songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah Drawn yeah. to transition periods and to yeah. show life being lived. And during those time of harsh times, they use music to depict that as on carry it. Yeah. Yeah, again, I haven't checked like the... I would never have formed this argument had you not brought this up, but now <laughs> I'm sticking by it. <laughs> no, I was going to say, because I haven't, I haven't checked like, you know, what 
warrants a film to be a musical or not if like it has to be like more than 51% of the film has to be be sung whatever I don't know and obviously another thing why I didn't think it was a musical per se is because the actual characters were actually singing yeah that's true it was just rap man that rap but again you know yeah again I'm not not if it's not a musical film then I could definitely see it transitioning into something that can be in the theatres yeah and then that is a whole another story and that was something that yeah but do you know what was a musical film what? A musical rap hood film as well. Go on. You remember One Day? One Day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. musical. That was full so musical, said that's yeah. A musical. I said, yeah, that's, full that's a full on musical. You're so right, yeah. And I was singing with Gats in their exactly. hand, driving Rapping down, looking yeah, that, for... That was full-blown musical. That was a full-blown full urban musical. That's all. But, yeah. I don't give that as a musical. Yeah. This wouldn't give a musical, but I don't even know what rap man's done. Can you see the importance it's, of it already? Like, what's that? The importance oh, of it. Bro, like, look wavy. at our conversation, how it's changed so bro, much. <laughs> it's it's so wavy, yeah. It's so wavy because obviously, yeah, for all sorts of reasons, like, yeah, it's someone that's from ends that's made a film. Again, obviously, not the first time that we've had, quote unquote, I even hate using this word, urban movies from a black British perspective. You know, we had kidhood, adulthood, brotherhood. We've another had hood. Another, another, another <laughs> hood. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what other black British big movies like, again we ain't got like if it was African Americans we could say paid in full uh, get rich that dry yeah. um, The Wood that's, that's not a hood film but it's like Boys in the Hood Boys in the Hood yeah, they have Cult so movie. many yeah, yeah. yeah they have so many whereas obviously like cool I said obviously the Free Noel Clark movies Wow. One day, one day, even yeah. Though like one day, <laughs> I watched it once. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. But for what it was, it was gas. Great, com- great contribution, and you can see yeah. the effort. It was, yeah, exactly. yeah, effort 100%. was made. That's, and like, you know what? Um, they tried. That's what I always say. If someone tries, you can't knock them. Um, obviously, the intent. Yeah. You know whether you rate it or not, they're out there. They, they mm-hmm. someone sat down and made and them. And you know, I, I tried to. Yeah. And yeah. They tried to. Yeah. So, and that's, um, that's what honestly contributes to what we have today. It's those contributions and those attempts to make those type of movies that has exactly. led to this glorious blockbuster. Exactly. And it is a blockbuster. Yeah. I have those cinemas that try to bring my man down. Oh, bro. Yeah. Let's had say, to recognise. I said those cinemas. Yeah. Let's say the names, bro. View Cinema. Definitely a big, 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 big perpetrator in this scandal. And I'm going to let them take the main fall for it. But I know we've got sub-contributions. Bro, but let me tell you my personal experience of this year. Mm. All right, so basically, before we even go into it, so View is actually the biggest cinema in the UK. As the in, biggest, like, yeah. In terms of, like, um, uh, venues. They have the most they have the most cinemas of any of the other cinema companies. So they're, they're bigger than Odeon. They're bigger than, I don't know, Curzon and all them other cinemas. Yeah. So for it to be taken out of that cinema, obviously it's going to hit because... Nationwide crippling. Nation, yeah, it's nationwide, nationwide crippling. It's like your whole distribution line is, is cut. Literally. It's like having a line in the whole of Cunch, and then they said, "Okay, cool. Yeah. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna use your that line. We're not gonna let you sell your movies on our great extensive distribution line. Yeah, and only niche um, cinemas will be able to do that. Yeah, and how phenomenal is it that even once that happened, he still managed to rake in yeah. such bro." Uh, oh. Great amount of money. I believe it was over two million in the first week. Well, yeah, two, for one point two million on the weekend. Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, which is obviously that uh, indicator of how big a movie is going to be. Exactly. And bro, let me, if you're going to put that to perspective, Will Smith's last movie, Gemini Man, only made one point seven million over the weekend. That's what. Imagine how much yeah. money you got to invest in that movie. Exactly. Compared. Compared to, to the, yeah. Batman's Blue Story, one point two million over the weekend mm-hmm. plus 
it was taken out of the majority of UK cinemas. Exactly. So that's yeah, that alone yeah. is wavy. You know. But um, they reinstated it. They they put the movie back on. Yeah. Um, what really told me and really hurt me about this was the fact that the reasons that they they took out the film first of all had no precedent. Yeah. Because so wait. wait just run through quickly what was the issue again that day? So the about? issue was that there was an incident um, outside of London involving youths and uh, quite a few weapons and um, this fight started originated in the cinema and at that time yes Blue Story was being was being shown so at was cinema frozen. So was frozen but too. as was another film which was really really a, a big blockbuster film a child's film called Frozen 2 and an altercation happened in one of the two one of the two um shows and can you guess which one it was because the media surely guessed wrong as they've been doing for quite a while now to stipulate certain agendas but it was it was now obviously outed when it was discussed that it was frozen 2 that the altercation started it's frozen 2 which snowboard into an avalanche of weaponry and fear and chaos yet it was not frozen 2 that got froze out of the view cinemas instead it was blue story and this story we can see has been happened over and over again. It's like I mentioned before in our previous podcast. It's what I'll name moving the goalpost. You achieve what has been told for you to achieve in order for you to be eligible to contribute to society. And once you're eligible and actively contributing, it's been you've been your license has been lost. Your mandate, the your right to do what you've been, what you what you've, you what you've earned what you've earned has been taken away from you because now new requirements are in place or now you've been affiliated with this negativity so you're, what you're doing is a crime against humanity and it's just not on. And and I'm grateful that The View immediately saw the errors of their way. Maybe not immediately, but immediately enough in terms of um, the scale of the opening uh, of, of it having a cinema presence and then they're resetting the film, you know. But yeah, it was... Yeah, so like they reinstated the film um, due to obviously a lot of the pressure. There was a little um, uh, petition going on. That yeah, signed everyone. I think a lot of people signed to reinstate the a lot movie. Of public pressure. Uh, a people lot of public were buying pressure. tickets. People and, stopped yeah, buying tickets to other films was, because yeah. they wanted to see um, what they wanted to see. And it was funny as well because I feel like Ratman's also got really good uh, uh, PR behind him as well. Yeah, in regards to obviously Cheryl stories and that. So he's. I know he's, he's got like a friendship or some sort of... And the way he dealt uh, with it was quite yeah, well online as well. He, it was mature, not slander, it was no not, heated. Very mature. He wasn't gaslit, wasn't gaslit which is probably nothing. what they were looking for. And he just nah. showed exactly what the aim of the film is to do, which is discourage just using violence was, as a means to solve stuff. He was very mature about the whole situation. You know? But um, going back to when they actually did reinstate it, um, so I went to go watch it with my boy. Uh, and literally, bro, it was like going through airport security to go watch a movie. Yeah, me too. It was crazy. Yeah. But hear, hear me out. So we went to view initially. Again, I know people are like, I know we were boycotting view, but my boy has a little thing. So obviously, we've got to support him. Yeah. So I thought, I right, cool. The revenue. And no, nothing just that, my, but my boy I went with, he, he, could, he could sort us out for tickets. So obviously, we thought, I'm going to go. That's obviously, we're not paying. So, you know, so we're not, technically, we're not supporting But we are supporting Ratman. We're supporting yeah, yeah. Ratman. I'm adding but, to that. But we got there and. Um, there was a, uh, there was um, literally, bro, like three or four, like they must have hired, you know, external bouncers and stuff. 
only checking for people's bags and jackets. jackets yeah. going to watch Blue Story. I went through that as well. I had to ask, man. I was like, is this only for Blue Story? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I watch any other movie, I could go through this way. Like, yeah. yeah. But if I watch Blue... I was like, bro, like, it's, are you being serious? This is nuts. The anyway, first time I've anything like this. Bro, I've seen, first time I've especially ever when it's not times of war or hostility or high terrorism, like, it was or film. It was stupid. Yeah. So, anyway, we didn't end up watching it there. We ended up going to Odeon, Hotel Odeon. And, um, yeah, it was calm. Odeon had it on, like, full of all oh, sorts so that of search, ages. So, that searching malarkey is only to do with the View cinema. That's, yeah, that's that only to do with View, yeah, wow. yeah. Only View's putting all the, these... I went um, through that as well, from. yeah. I went through it's that as crazy. well. What, so did you leave? Oh, so did you go to a different cinema and had that? I went to The View to watch it, yeah. And, and you and had that's to go, what, yeah, 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 I had to get... Only if you yeah. doing that. Is that why you never went into that cinema? Yeah, because so you we did, we said, fuck that. What's what I'm not getting searched for? I'm a grown oh, man. Hopefully, search hopefully it was not because you had any... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 Fucking um, Odeon, and yeah, Odeon, they're treating like any other film, like, mm-hmm. like, bro. So, yeah, that was a nonsense, um, it was, it was, it was stupid. So, and, um, yeah, yeah, man. Like enough. Like let's let's look, let's try to make it more positive because yeah, the film is a great the film. Film is a positive yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I mean, after all that, the muddy waters, we did come out of it really clean because it that film was phenomenal. Hold I tight. Mean, uh, my man from Top Boy, Michael. All the actors, uh, all the upcoming writers. You know, I really liked my favorite actor, and it was um, the guy that played Younger Madder. Younger Madder. Yeah. Um, Corey Gamble's, I think. It yeah. Was. He, I, I really thought he was cool. Like, I loved his character. I loved his, his character. Yeah. yeah. So let's re- let's really do get into dissecting that because honestly, that's what we're here for—the yeah, best bits, that's you know. Best yeah. It's true, it's true, and true. yes, this is the spoiler alert. So if you have not uh, seen Blue Story at this point, please, from this point out, skip to the next segment. I fairly warn you. Okay, so, yeah, go ahead. So, what, what was it about... Um... Oh, man. So, in terms of the acting portrayal of um, uh, Young Man... Why so am crazy. I? Actually, know, I know his nickname. What the fuck was his name? Was his name... Like, Femi. Femi, 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 Femi. Uh, was it Femi? Yeah. Yeah, it was Femi, yeah, Femi. Um, I'll uh, never forget on my Niger. So, in terms of Young Man's portrayal, yeah, one thing I liked about the, the Corey Gamble's last portrayal, obviously, he had to do... He had to... Okay, they both had to, they both had to play two different people in terms of... Pre, change, yeah. Pre, pre um, no, pre to life changing event. Pre life changing event, yeah. So secondary school and post secondary school. Yeah. Um, Corey Gamble's one knows he's a bigger change because he was, you know, this sweet boy, smart guy, and after he had to be like fully on road, and he, I thought he did a really good patrol. Like, yeah. But one thing I really liked about him is that it showed, yeah, that those of us that live in the quote unquote hood or areas that are considered the hood, whatever, yeah, is literally a thin line between. Living a straight and narrow life, like being a, a stand-up citizen and just going on road and yeah. the crowd fully, like mm-hmm. it's such such a thin line, and anybody can go through that, bro. Yeah, anyone. Okay, some people. Okay, and I think it's more poignant to say that obviously that happened during a very pivotal part of your life. I think that part is pivotal. That year eleven going to college. Time, yeah, definitely. You know, splitting up from people. As you become a bit more independent, you just independent, you, like you know, your hormones are with, full kick now. You're just well, learning now to yeah, manage your hormones and your emotions. People who've been in school for five years of like obviously him and that boy went to school together from year seven to five. Yeah, um, uh, year eleven. Michael yeah, and obviously like they're tight boys, and now it's like right, this this things happen, and like they're getting college now, whatever. Like, I don't even know if they went college, and then totally different kind of lives yeah obviously they were linked by tragedy I mean it is totally sad and the thing is yeah um, 
growing up in one of these type of areas, I mean, you wouldn't tell now because the way Hackney is, it's so different now. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Hackney. You could actually see how these events truly do unfold. And it, it might seem, yeah, this is a movie. It it was like, yeah, women have died a lot from from this from this type of lifestyle and this kind of street life. And like the reasons behind it have been as something as miscommunication, has been something as tragic as... um friends falling out and it becoming so vicious that it has such a big effect on those around them. So seeing seeing Femi's character develop into Younger Matter was really something that was uh was hard hitting because um yeah many many people that have grown up in that environment would have would not either have known someone through another pet through a third party or have known someone directly who you would have considered and thought to have been on the course of having a bright future due to either the fact that they were intelligent. Many of us have seen people that have been talented at sports, especially that would not have had to um, give up their sport had it not been for their them being sucked into that kind of like crime community. And that's what I think that that show really did show me is that when there isn't a social community, a community based on you know the things that we aim to grow to grow into better people to grow into um into strength you see that there's a community for crime because crime does not thrive necessarily individually but what what um Blue story really showed is that where that gang culture provides a community for people that have gone through vulnerable gone through pain that are vulnerable have gone through stark life-changing events such as death murder theft and robbery that gang community is there and that is something that you can say is very replaceable and interchangeable had it not been that you know younger Mada was getting revenge for his particular personal vendetta he would never have joined up with his local gang and in fact you see in the story they portray that he joined his local gang because they were aligned and had the same enemy and it was quite tragically beautiful in the fact that during his passing you could see that his ambitions and aims were actually to reconnect with the love of his life so that he's loved and adored from such a young age and has been warped and taken away from him in such a vicious violent way that his only yearning is to reconnect with her whether that's through death or through revenge and you know at the end i'm not sure many people noticed but he was he had a he had a smile on his face when he passed as though he had joined the love of his life, you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Ratman spun me twice in that movie. Like, when she died, I, you know, when did that scene happen? Mm-hmm. I didn't think she died. I was asking questions. I was like, so did I, she die? She did. Yeah. I was like, wow, oh. Ratman, you're gonna do that? Because it was crazy. Like, watching like the press release and like, you know, the various actors going on various different um, platforms to talk about the movie. Yeah. They were like, you know, it had a really good ending and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. Like, yeah. So, you know, they must get together. What? When she died, I was like, it's, it's so, like, literally middle of the movie. I was yeah. thinking, wow, boy. So like, soon. Well, so soon. Yeah. Obviously, then him dying at the end of it, I was like, fuck. The two good people kind of like, yeah, the, you know. Full victims. Yeah, the full victims. They've been there for their you know, friends. Is, that's, and and that's, 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 <laughs> that's the fuck thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the two victims end up dying of this. And then, obviously, you know, obviously, um, was it was name Jamal? The one that played Bricker. No, that J- Jamal. Was his name? Marco. Mark, was it Marco? Marco, yeah. Marco was his name? Yeah. The one, the one that Michael Wood played. 
Yeah, Marco, and he turns. Oh, the one that played Bricker. Yeah, yeah no, Marco. No, no. His okay, name's called Marco. Marco. Yeah, because yeah, they come from Caribbean descent. Yeah, yeah which yeah, was yeah, you yeah. could see that rivalry coming up as well when um he mentioned to his brother that he went to eat jollof rice yeah, and he yeah, says, "Why yeah. are you eating that fufu man thing there?" Like, and that's quite good to hear as well because um. Not many people fully remember, but yeah, when African immigrants were coming into more London urban areas, there was that kind of like, kind of like, you know, not necessarily an immediate gelling, but there was that kind of like, you know, oh, you're African. Oh, I'm Caribbean. Caribbeans have been here for a bit longer. And I I love the way that they showed that in these older brothers comments and references to him saying, Bro, jollof rice is boom, and he's like, come he showed on. His, yeah. He showed his older brother's age, I guess. Exactly, yeah, and that, that was what it was like growing up in, in, in London, coming from a, um, from a first-generation African descendant. Yeah, so that, that was, yeah. That was that, I think that gave it some um, yeah. some, uh, some layers, I guess. It was, kind of, yeah, it was funny, though. Know, yeah. Really watching Mate, it, was, it was so layered. It was like everything had been seasoned properly. This yeah. film was fully seasoned. It was it full was of flavour. It was a good film. There was flavour everywhere. The characters were, were like three-dimensional. They were funny... Um, Honorable shout out to bloody Versace uh, breast milk. That guy's come up has been incredible, bro. Like watch from watching him do videos in his bedroom, like, <laughs> like comedic videos. Yeah. In his bedroom, post on Instagram and that to bloody doing Top Boy and Blue Story in the same year. Yeah. Amazing, he's right? Great. Yeah. Like he's transitioned from just I don't know IG star to actor. It's been effortless. So mm-hmm. that whole type of Versace breast milk is there. I've seen him twice, and in both things I've seen him in. Great roles, great supporting roles, yeah. Great, good supporting roles. Great supporting roles. And he's not like, Blue Story, he's kind of like comedic relief, but in Top Boy, he wasn't that much of the comedic relief. He was was on stuff in Top Boy. He was not the comedic relief. No, he wasn't the comedic relief. If anything, he was the bringer of grief. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was on The bringer of pain, (laughs) So, yeah, all the time, all the time with Raji Breswell. I love uh, that um, there was drill music in there as well. Yeah, drill but music, they, yeah. They, they couldn't not put. Yeah, but they could way. have not put it the same yeah. way that people sometimes opt not to speak about something. You don't know that it's not spoken yeah, about until it's, so. until it's absence mentioned. I guess but so. the inclusion of it gives there something to talk about more. You know, people could have easily picked up on that and tried to yeah. spin that and use that. But the empowerment of it, I think, was great, and especially in the way that um, they used it as a soundtrack, and then they showed how people are actually using it today when yeah. I was filming the music video when when yes. it when tiny matter yes. younger matter's younger but yeah, prior yeah. to prior younger younger matter's death yeah. tiny matter was filming um a music video yes. on the blocks um with his crew of friends at this point these kids were significantly younger by probably about two to three years than the than the main characters and they were told to stop to, to not film certain people into the music videos, which generally happens because the real criminals do not want to be seen. And the people that were able to be seen on these cameras had not done anything, which is why the older, the olders on the estate said, to them made a comment, you, you, none of you guys have been with us riding out on the block, so why are you rapping about this? Then Tiny Matter made a comment that we're trying to get out of the film, we're trying to make something of ourselves using the music, using drill as an avenue to avoid us having to do this, isn't that what, that's what Younger Matter told me to do. And then you could see Younger Matter consulted him later on saying, look, stick to this music, like, you know, make yourself away. And then once he did die, at the end of the film, to show the cycle of that gang warfare community through the tragedy of Younger Matter passing in such a violent way, Tiny Matter disowned music and said, made a comment, I never really wanted to do music anyway. That was Younger Matter's thing. I really want to make a real name of myself and be on the road. And as you can see, Again, it, I, that's what I loved about 
the implementation thought, of yeah, Joe and I, yeah. you know and I, that's what, that's, I think the film also is self-explanatory I think anyone can watch it that hasn't watched any urban movie hasn't watched hasn't listened to any Joe songs doesn't know nothing about ends or nothing like that they can watch it and understand the movie Brilliant. Pretty much, yeah. Because it's a very, it's, it's just very clear. Like it's unex, like you don't have to even explain anything in terms mm-hmm. of like even that that last scene that you mentioned. If I just showed you that scene, you could probably make some sort of uh, uh, assumption as to what it was linked to. Yeah, I think it was just so clear. Um, that's why, yeah. So again, obviously, I want to hold tight, Ratman, for that as well, because he made the film relatable, yet also with three dimensional characters. Because I don't think the characters weren't basic. You know, they're all going through some sort of thing, um, but then also made the film easy to follow for people that may not know or understand the kind of world that he's trying to, you know, the realities of that world, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen some people in the press release refer to it as a love film, and it definitely is a love story as well. A bit like it's, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of. So, you know, it's yeah, definitely a bit of a love story. Not just love between um, Femi and his girl. But between um, Femi and Marco. Femi and Marco. Like that brotherly, brotherly love. love. You know that brotherly love? It's and so tragic. It's truly it's, like, it's truly tragic, man. But also, like, it, the fact that that brotherly love can be, can be, um, broken due to the area that you grew up in, the council flat that you were born born into. And the lack of transparency Literally. of what is happening within those communities, you know? Mm-hmm. And that lack of transparency is what led to such a vague war. Yeah. I mean, that war was fought on many fronts, if anything. Like, in terms of the fact that initially, younger man had opportunity to essentially end the war between the two of them. But fate, fate caught Marco Bricker at that point by chance, and there was no rounds in the in the chamber. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden a new war had spiraled, you know, and it's already too late by then, yeah. you know, and it was already too late when Bricker, as he as he latently earned his name, killed Femi's missus, you know. Yeah. How else could he have taken that at that point, what with his it? upcoming and his background saying? This guy was the strongest in our school. Yeah. We've seen him already as an individual, lone wolf. He's already confronted gang members on all fronts. He doesn't necessarily... He's not for gangs, as you can see. Mm. Even when they when they introduce him back three years later and they're on the robbery spree on the bus on the way to attack those kids just to enjoy and make some... You see him deterring the guys from actually... from actually committing petty crimes. And he focused on that violence, you know? And that violence came from a place where he felt was authentic and he deserved to get take the law into his own hands, you know? This is, you know, it's crazy because it's like, I went, I went to a, a, a talk, a book talk with a Carla uh, this year and he said something so interesting, yeah? Well, no, well, well not interesting, but it wasn't that interesting. Is that, I'm not saying that a Carla was interesting, but what he said wasn't interesting per se, but what he said was, yeah? Because, <laughs> like, you and I would understand it. But maybe people, because there was a lot of non-African um, or African-Caribbean people there, so they wouldn't understand uh, growing up, I guess, in a particular kind of way. But he said, like, he knows guys, like, he went to school with kids, like, I don't know, Ghanaian, Nigerian boys, who were mad intelligent, like, on their books, but they also punch you up. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, with him, with, with um, Femi's situation, him being obviously this, you know, 
kind of dorky, kind of like, oh, you know, my no, guy, in the my guy did love, yeah. an extra set of work for his boy. Yeah. That's love. That is love. He did, no, bro. That's real love. That he is. had an assignment. He did two. <laughs> he did two. two bro. <laughs> for the grades. For his boy. Yeah, yeah. That was love. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> now, you know films, yeah, they have to do certain things to like, Show how deep a Just relationship how deep, is. Yeah. That was like that's, this, that, yeah. this that guy is, loves Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. His that's, like, his bro. that's his brother. That's his bro. That's his bro. Even the scene where he backed his beef, that never did it for me. It was yeah. that scene that yeah. he yeah. did the whole work. Yeah. I was like, bro, that's yeah, love. That is. But um but also, like this smart intelligent guy can also be on crowd because mm-hmm. but again, it had to be that 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 thing, that thing that, that triggered catalyst, that it. That and that was and that was the catalyst, obviously. And obviously losing your girlfriend would be okay, getting bricked. That might have hurt him, hurt yeah. his ego, but that might, that probably wouldn't have t- tipped him over the edge. Mm-hmm. But losing this girl, and then obviously the guilt and that he probably felt from yeah. him, that's what's going to take and him over the And the thing edge. is, yeah, losing his girlfriend in that way didn't take him over there to t- join a gang. What it prompted him to do was exact revenge. That's it. That's the key. Because had he, had he got his revenge, let's say, soon after, mm-hmm. obviously the film would have been done, yes. and whatever would have happened before would have happened, yeah. he probably would have tried to kill Malcolm, he would have gone to prison, yeah. and it would have been done. But, you know, and he probably wouldn't have joined the gang. Because... Even in terms of gang, because there wasn't a lot of talk when he was a part of it from like you know making money or anything. Yeah, like that. it was just about revenge. It was all him. about revenge. It was all and, about revenge. And he was especially that scene when he had it. The scene with Mada in the car with Mada when he started to speak about do you, if he speaks to um, if he speaks to Gallus or not. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When yeah, had yeah, passed, yeah, yeah, and yes, then yes, Mada yes. became kind of sparkly concerned yeah, yeah, and yeah, asked yeah. maybe he should see some professional help yeah, yeah yeah and although he made that comment in a in a whim mm-hmm. because he probably felt like the conversation was taking a turn that he couldn't cater for that intention transcended in who he became later on yeah you know him suggesting that younger matter can get some help eventually fulfilled his next step in him providing help in becoming a youth worker Providing help for people. I mean, these characters that rap man developed, but well, it was well thought out. It was, well, it was a well oiled machine. That film, like, and honestly, I feel like I can pick up on things for days and days on yeah. end because it was so well layered. And even if it wasn't done for that in- intention, the recipe for it gave it the right, the right trail. It was even another, there was another uh, again. You're right. You can pick up so much from it. There's another thing I picked up from it was um, with uh, Marco and um, his brother's mum. Her like just her. Uh, I was say arrogance, not arrogance. I don't know what I'm looking ignorance. For. Her ignorance yeah. to the fact that her son's on madness. On, yeah, that's like, real. When, when you know. That's real. That's bare people's yeah, moms that out there that yeah, that think, oh, my son's, you know, I find it's like, weird though. It's yeah, so crazy. It's weird. It's, it is weird. It's so crazy. Like, I was so for that scene. She was watching the news, thinking, "Oh no, the boy's like did this to you." Um, whatever yeah. his brother's name. Switcher. Yeah. And then the boy's like, "Did you see?" Some people's parents, they don't know what's their kids are getting up to. Yeah, the irony. Laughing. The irony. Like, your son's out there doing ootings. Yeah. Killing man. And you're you know what it is, yeah? When I saw that, I just felt like, yeah, that's normal. That's what a lot of these people, like a lot of people's parents will think, especially those a parents lot. that are working and in corporate, that's in their it. corporate world. Where but he does mention that though. Yeah. Like you know, oh, you know, mum's big time. She's corporate. She's always working a full nine to five point. That's why do you think we live in this nice house? Because yeah, yeah. she is on a full, what they want single moms to be doing, yeah. working. Yeah, working. But then, as you can see, where she is doing that and providing for her sons, they have excess time. Yeah. And that luxury of time luxury. L- left them without a community to actually go to 
that could encourage them to do more instead of the community that it ended up going to yeah. was through their family, which you end up finding out that this yeah. this um cursed fate came from their older cousin, who was from a gang that was outstretched in a whole other area. And then once, you know, we made those connections and dots, how could this uh, woman who's clearly well kept and has clearly a nice housing and can provide for her two sons on her own, who has a great good job supposedly, how has she let this slip? And how has this gone to trial? And how can, like, Marco at this point even seem innocent when his brother is so notorious, you know? This is it. And you can just see, like, like I said, I think this definitely goes back onto community. Where there is loneliness, confusion, lack of information, lack of intention, community insecurities. is... Insecurities. Communities have your answers. But if those communities aren't based on good, solid, caring foundations then a community that will suck you in, unfortunately, and has likely been communities of crime. And this isn't subject just to one culture, race or time. In fact, this happens all over the country, all over the world. People that are in vulnerable positions become preyed on and capitalised and then become part of a working mechanism at, at, a prep, at, at, at the hands of a predator. And that's what's happened here. These guys that have been lacking an elderly figure when that elderly figure did come in the form of their older cousin, led them down the trail into crime. And then once Switcher wanted his younger brother to get into crime as well, he often used to try and badger him and say, look, that's what I don't understand. Why are you asking me to come if I want? Clearly, Bricker at that point hadn't made his mind up that he wants to be in this lifestyle. He would do it only if his older brother wanted him to because his loyalties lie with that older figure. That's his sense of direction. And his brother was frustrated with that and out and out exposed him and called him out and said, why are you asking me if I want to? You should want to protect the postcode. At that point, Marco was stunned and confused and didn't read his own. And he didn't, didn't go with him because he didn't really believe in it until he believed that he was supporting his bloodline, supporting his destiny, his fate, which, like we said, came from the interaction of his cousin. So... Yeah, parents definitely have a major role to play in the role and importance. But the role that they're telling parents to play, his mother played that role. And people's mothers have played that role that, that have been sucked up into this, into this crime. But what has failed them is the community state, is the fact that where is the time for the mother to be a mother when they have to be also a breadwinner in these single house, single home families. And let's be real. The divorce rate is only going higher because relationships aren't always that great and women shouldn't have to be forced into relationships that aren't working out for them. That's not a valid excuse why she's a single mother. Men are trash, let's be real. Like, at times. Like, and I'm going for another tangent, but you can't then argue and say, well, this community suffers from single mothers more. Why should someone be in a relationship when, when, they sh when, they, when it's not working out for them? And since those women's rights have become more universal, you've seen divorce rates in other communities grow. And that's the point I'm trying to say, you know? And that is inevitable, but what shouldn't be inevitable is the presence of a community, which is what I think Blue Story really did show there, you know? Yeah. No, but don't move the overall, bro. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you go yeah. see it. And I'm sorry for spoiling yeah. it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I thought you won't listen. Go see it. If you yeah. haven't seen it, definitely go see it. 
Um, and if you have seen it, definitely recommend them to go see it and go watch it again. Yeah, honestly, Let, yeah. Let's yeah. get more of these films made, and the way we're going to do that is by investing in it through our this pe- participation. Yeah, they have to, they have to show they have to have a track record to show that there is a buying community to there's a there's a there's a community that wants to go out and watch these movies. Yeah, and and there is they're, they're a market essentially a market. To go you know, out. I think it might be out of the cinemas now, um, but some maybe some cinemas might might still be showing it. But, you know, again, top movie, hold tight, right, man. Um, I'm sure this is just the first of many, and I'm sure this is going to inspire a whole generation of other f- young filmmakers talking about movies and making movies about the, the, the communities we're from, not just from a gang perspective, but just other other experiences exactly. that we all experience. I would love to see. You know, coming through, because this film was not only about gangs, but it was, about, it was a love story, it was a story about brotherhood. Um, but then obviously just how all those lives can get mixed up into unfortunately can get mixed up into um, the close proximity of, of street life Decade, yeah. Uh, reflecting on the year that's gone by, um, all the wins, all the losses, highs and lows. You know, just uh, preparing, preparing. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, pretty much similar boot, similar place. Uh, boot. I meant bolt. Yeah, feeling good. I'm feeling great. I just wanna first of all say massive thank you to all the listeners. Hundred percent. You know. Listen, honestly. I remember talking like our initial conversations with Ace and saying, oh, bro, like, what if no one listens and all this <laughs> kind of stuff? Like, oh, like, you know, but you have to take a leap of faith sometimes. And, you know, after one episode, you know, great feedback, great, great, just great feedback. So he's like, okay, let's just do a second one. And then, you know, because we really can see the community that we're building for yeah. our podcast. And that's great. Like, and, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether just, if it could be one person listening every week and, uh, you know, it's, it's enough to, what to know that, yeah. yeah, to not want to put out more, and they're just ever so grateful that it's, it is more than one person listening yeah. per week. And it's like it's been quite phenomenal, it's actually been mind blowing. Yeah, didn't it, expect it, this. It takes me back, yeah, sometimes. didn't like, expect this. Yeah, like, randomly, like, yo, bro, I'm like, wow, like, yeah, man, I ain't heard from you in years, in or, so long, or like, I don't like, or like, you know, one of the boys or friends like that, or whatever, you know, is mm-hmm. people are showing love, so yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's great, man. It's no, great. definitely, it's great. And the next year, I want to see more, and I want to hear more, and I want us to do more together, you know. 100%. And with our audience, I just want to get us more active because I feel like the kind of subject that we're talking about and the type of um, intention that we have here is a really inclusive one. And it's one where we want to just build as many bridges as we can, bridges of information that can be sourced easily as opposed to having a, this world of information so far away, you know. So, yeah, yeah I definitely want to hear more from our people next year, like, definitely, like, yeah, so what 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 was your favourite episode so far, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, it's going to be cliche, but I'm going to have to do the first one, aren't I? Yeah. I think the first one, obviously, the first one was about Kano, Top Boy. Um, obviously, cause, cause, again, because obviously I went to the Kano concert and stuff, so it was obviously... Yeah, it's quite personal touches. Yeah. It was good. It was the first one. I just liked the way it flowed. And I think it also, it was, because again, most people who don't know, 
we've played around with the podcast before. Quite a bit, so yeah. We've recorded previous episodes just to find our voice and stuff. Yeah. And then we discovered what we what we like to do is how we link experiences or, or yeah, experiences um, to things in our social economic lives realm. realm. Yeah. You know. Um, so talk about Top Boy and linking Top Boy to obviously Top Boy is quite an easy one to do because obviously we're living in the worlds that they're trying to convey. But um, yeah, just I just enjoyed that so again. So I would have to take also the Joker one. Yeah, that was mine. Let yeah. me have that one. That's my favorite one, definitely because yeah. the Joker touched on a sense of society that dystopian society really touched on my favorite, you know, austerity. My favorite topic, austerity, because it is really painful and it is a choice. I just really need everyone to understand that. You don't have to live in austerity, especially one of the wealthiest nations in the, like, ever. Like, so it's like, I really like that one. I really like the portrayal of it. I really like the way that we discussed it. And I like the um, the format that we start to take and we start to become, have more of an identity, which then leads on to the third episode, which I like as well. And I, I just like all of them, to be honest, especially for there are different things yeah, and the growth yeah. of it. Yeah, it's a growth, and I think yeah. that's what it is. So, you know, as, as we go on, we get better, our, our voices become sharper, um, our ideas become sharper, um, the conversations bounce nicely. So, no, it's, yeah, I, I yeah, again, obviously, I'm gonna, we're going to say we like all of them, but yeah. we're biased, aren't we? Yeah. So, um, definitely. But, uh, you know, and also reminding ourselves why we did, why we wanted to do a podcast in the, the first place. In the first place, yeah. You know, you hear the talk. We've heard it before. Oh, but you know, everyone's got a podcast. Oh, it's, it's you know, like, well, what are you talking about? Everyone's got, you know, yeah, fair enough. Everyone's got a podcast, but not everyone's us, and not everyone's yeah. got ideas, and exactly. not everyone, you know, f- sees the world the way we see it. Yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons why we didn't want to make a podcast at the time, because for those who don't know, this has been an idea we've been was it from last year? Yeah, since the beginning of last year. Beginning of last yeah. year. January two thousand eighteen. Uh, it was January two thousand eighteen. Yeah. It was a conversation between myself and Ace. Um, unfortunately, the com- the topic of the conversation was quite was was sad because it was a loss of a life. Um, someone in our social circles, and just sitting there, we're just talking, and we're like, oh, you know, like, what can we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, like, what can we do? Yeah. But then also, you know, I don't know, not to say that oh, you know, our podcast is obviously gonna save the world type five, but. We were saying like, what can we do as our personally, mm-hmm. and also just thinking like, right, like, why is there so much madness going on about yeah, the yeah. them and yeah. whatever? You know what I'm trying to say? And obviously, subsequently after that, you know, we've had seen a rise in all sorts of different crimes and all that kind of stuff, and we just thought, well, and you know, we just thought it's unfair also that in um, the mainstream media, it's disproportionately reflected that young men that look like me and Ace are quote unquote uh, hoodlums, gangsters, criminals, um, murderers, all this kind of stuff. Whereas like really the majority of people that we majority of people that we know are doing wonderful things in the arts, in the corporate world, um, adding to culture, you know, in all different kind of ways. And, you know, like, even, like, these kids or these people that they do try to brand as, you know, gangsters and stuff like that, these people also have opinions and voices and stuff like that that they find frustrated and they can't convey because they're being marginalised in a society that just basically neglects them mm-hmm. and whatnot. And we felt like, well, maybe we could be a sort of, some sort of bridging gap yeah. between that. Exactly, you know? yeah. 
you know, like be a bridge and a gap between frustrations and uh, the release of those frustrations and almost entitle listeners and viewers to an opinion. An opinion doesn't have to be well-crafted, an opinion that they can speak of and be wrong about and have the opportunity to learn about at that same respect without having to be offended about because this is what this world is about. But it's not often shown that the world is about this growth, this, you know, connectivity, inclusivity. Often it's shown that exclusivity rules because of branding and marketing. We kind of forget that beyond that, there's still, at the bottom line, lives at stake and lives involved here. And lives, not just of um, people that look like myself and Lex, but people from all works of life that are being currently marginalised unheard and frustrated you know you're being heard here you know you're being heard here and you'll be heard by us always and if you ever want to reach out we are have a podcast we have our instagram we have a twitter we have email which will all be much more easily accessible and available and visible to you pushing from 2020 where we do aim to do big things and to further, you know, ascend onto fulfilling our mission. With, yeah. You know. yeah, no, most definitely. 2020, I feel like, you know, we started the podcast at a poignant and a good time of the year. We started it, uh, you know, in the, third, in the fourth quarter. Um, and now, you know, we're just pushing on. We have obviously ideas of how to improve the podcast, how to make it more engaging. Obviously, we have plans to bring people on for you know guest spots and interviews etc so yeah you know just big big things big ideas um we're excited we're hoping you know you tell a friend to tell a friend people that are part of the community just you know keep spreading it out the word if you enjoy the podcast forward it on post it in your group chats all that kind of stuff you know the more listeners the better and yeah you know it's just it's just it's just better for, for everyone really honestly you know and I just want to say thank you yes, for thank you everything. Thank you for listening. Thank, thank you for listening. loving us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for encouraging us to grow and to keep shooting. I mean, just today we're getting many calls while we're just before we recorded yeah. for people that want to join us on the podcast. And you will have the opportunity for sure, 100%. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And we implore you to continue your support. It is not going to be wasted, nor has it ever been wasted. And we will ensure that this product that we are all growing and cultivating together become something that can you know that will impact and make waves and those waves will be positive on those waves shall lead our boats to better shores better seas yes i just want to echo that thank you again um wish everyone you know a happy new year merry christmas um by the time you lot hear this we would also have a new government uh hopefully it's the right one if it's not it's a mad thing, innit? But you know, get active, <laughs> get active, stay get busy, active, stay busy. Um, obviously, you know, me and Ace will definitely uh, be here, equipping be here you next year <laughs> to definitely um, give 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 you our thoughts on what's happening. So yeah, the next podcast will be likely to be released uh, in January. Obviously, will be in January, but um, yeah. So taking a bit of a break to um, regroup and uh, refresh our ideas, and we'll be back in the new year and hopefully all of you lot will be back here with us Amen
next. <laughs> so tell me, man, who do you think is going to win it? What are we talking about? You know what we're talking oh, about. Obviously, by the time this comes out, it's going to have happened. So I just thought we should just make some predictions quickly. Nah, it's true. And we should right, just, cool. um, yeah, do the right, ranking. So obviously, our last two podcasts we've touched on, well, obviously, is a socio-economic, social-political uh, podcast. So obviously, yeah. we touch on politics. Um, so this to round is, it off. It is towards the eve before the election day. Towards the eve before the election day. That's right. We didn't record on our usual Tuesday. It's a Wednesday yeah, today, so Wednesday. it's Wednesday the eleventh yeah. of December two thousand and nineteen, and yeah. I'm here yeah. myself, Ace, <laughs> alongside Lex, yeah. the yeah. night before. The you know, um, one of the most crucial days in British political history. Yes, and it, it will really be showing on this new decade. So some predictions. Some predictions. Yeah. Obviously, this is going to be released on the, on the Sunday. So, we would obviously know what's going to happen before then. Um, oh, gosh. All right, cool. Like you said to me earlier, not today, but you said to me earlier on in the, in, in the, in the month. Please, independent thoughts only. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, we have to, I think it's best to, Prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. That's what we can do. Um, obviously, everyone's best and worst is independent to them. Subjective. Subjective, subjective to them, which is fair enough. Obviously, we came with a very subjective podcast last episode. Objective. We tried to be objective, but it was quite subjective, so I'm guessing you're leaning on the wants <laughs> and the hopes. Um, but what do I think? I think neither party will win the majority. I, do, I, I truly do believe that. Um, you know, look at the campaigns both from the two major parties, the Conservatives and Labour. I think Labour have definitely put on a better, much better fight. I think they're obviously social media savvy, but <laughs> we've also, people like myself also that live in these worlds of Instagram and Twitter and stuff, need to remember like, listen, England's a big country. No one's seeing these posts in in. In Donny, no, that's the Donny Island, sorry. <laughs> in Doncaster, yeah, you know, of these these funny uh, uh, memes that Jerry Corbyn's putting up in that, and or or just like the facts, they're not people are not. They're not being shown, yeah. You know I mean? So it's gonna be what it's gonna be, man. So you know, I just truly, truly hope that there can be waves. I, in, again, this is gonna come out on Sunday, so it's, it's, it might be too late for that. But we've implored everyone to vote. I just hope tactical voting is at the forefront of everyone's mind I hope a lot of people tactical vote this general election yeah you know even if you're not voting for Labour in certain seats because Labour can't win it vote for Lib Dems or vote for Green Party whoever's the second party in that in that, in that, that, in that constituency in that constituency other than the other party um, vote for them um, because yeah it's a tight one man it really is a tight one but yeah I, I think we might have a hung parliament that's, yeah. my, that's my guess I'm saying cool. hung parliament so a draw in a way draw technically yeah. but obviously a hung parliament doesn't mean a, part, a, a, a government can't be formed yeah that's true I hope I like to think that uh, JC and the, his boys and girls can um, form the next government I think they can maybe with some help from the SNP I think it could be possible um, but we'll see how close it is because I can't see how the Lib Dems can form a government with well, how the Tories can, yeah. can form a government with the Lib Dems because I feel like they're both conflicting really opposite yeah, sides, very conflicted, especially with the Brexit stances. Exactly. 
two two different stances. But uh, I won't be surprised if Alizia and join them and they forfeit their position. Yeah, I won't be surprised mm-hmm. either because it won't be the first are, time they've done that. Yeah, they're just spineless. Yeah, um, and maybe they're not. Maybe they're just there to still vote from the left because yeah. they're really just conservatives in disguise. Yeah, listen, yeah. they've done it before, so yeah. I won't be surprised if they did it again. Fool me once. Yeah, fool me <laughs> once. Yeah, shame on me. You. Yeah. Fool me twice. So here's what I differ. I think the Labour Party will have a majority of the votes. Great. However, I think that between the Conservatives and the Lib Dems, they'll be able to put up a worthy opposition yeah. against Labour. And I think that potentially they could end up leading Parliament should they decide to go into the coalition. Yes. You know, I think you're, I think, yeah. you know what? That's obviously the yeah. ultimate. I would love that. But and you know. also, if either party was to win a majority, yeah. I don't think they'll win a big enough majority to be able to put laws through. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Like one I agree with you on as well, mm-hmm. actually. Because um, again, like even like we mentioned in our last one, the whole confidence and supply agreement that the Conservatives have with uh, the DUP yeah. that's basically broken down. Yeah. The whole thing about the Irish um, border border that they don't care about. That's literally because like, they don't give a fuck. When the Irish border was in conflict, people in London were getting bombed, bro. Bro, bombed, bombed, like bombed. We don't want that again. Why? Bro. Why? Why sacrifice the conflict just to? One of my tightest ways is the Irish brother. He's from the he's on That's the border of Northern Ireland. He said, "Bro, like his dad used to come home with like black eyes and that because he was fighting with, bro. It was a, yeah. it's a real life thing. It's, it's real, real, yeah. It's lives that they're dealing mm-hmm. with, like real lives. They're playing they're with, with just with like, and they're playing around with it, like to nah. say. So yeah, that's gonna be a very interesting thing yeah. to see. Um, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, let's hope that it could be. Yeah. It could be and again, and then, then the worst thing that could happen is that the Tories win another majority. Yeah. And, uh, but again, I don't think it will be a big enough majority for them to do what they want to do. So Brexit will just be another hassle for them because no one's gonna put, no one's gonna help them pass it, pass the bill, exactly, or pass anything to to, to make any laws. So um, they're gonna end up probably calling another general election. And this is the thing. At least get to the point where. We, we need to have a stable government for at least four to five years. Yeah. So, you know, ideally, there would have been another general election for another four years. Yeah. But I just can't imagine that's going to be that's going to be, yeah. I think we'll probably have another one by, honestly, if I predict, had to predict another general election, by the first quarter of 2021, I think we'll have another general election. Yeah. If neither party win. Outright. Outright majority. Yeah. What are we going to do about the media, though? Well, who knows? We've got to sit tight. Well, that's it from us on our predictions. Sit tight. And uh, good luck, and I hope everybody's going out to vote um, by now, and I hope yeah. everybody um, feels that they contribute to politics, and I hope that you feel that and recognise that your constant contribution is very important, as the moment you take your eyes off it, the moment they pull the wool over you, and you can't keep relying on people to be keeping sight for you. And if you do want to do that, then at least read their manifestos to make sure that when they are in positions of power, they are holding up their end of the bargain. And the bargain is your vote. Your vote is a bargain for them. Just... Thank you for listening to our podcast. Denise made us do this. We are taking each step to reclaim Black Boy Joy and provide you with an alternative news source as well as commentary. We work full-time jobs and are looking to gain much more experience, so we're aiming to release bi-weekly and increase as demand increases. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback, like, share, promote. Peace. And follow us on IG. That's T-N-M-U-D-T underscore podcast. That's T-N-M-U-D-T underscore podcast. Thanks for listening.